Welcome back, Nets fans. We have some of our questions answered here. So the draft's over. We know who we got. There were no trade-ups, which was definitely speculated throughout the past couple weeks. Still no answers about Damian Lillard. We know that the Blazers went through and took Scoot Henderson. Great pick by them, honestly. But we don't know what's going to happen because the reports before that happened were, well, if the Blazers take a actually take a player with their draft pick, Damian Lillard's going to ask out. And so far, it has not happened yet. We're going to find out hopefully in the coming week or so. I don't want to wait too long. It's kind of getting annoying at this point. But anyway, the Nets took their guys. Noah Clowney, Dariq Whitehead, Jalen Wilson were their three draft picks. There's some other news to go over, like the DFS, Royce O'Neal, potential moves they were trying to make as well. What's this team's plan going forward? That's a big thing. I don't know the direction right now. We're going to speculate about that. Hope you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like. Always helps out. And let's get into it. All right, we'll jump into the draft picks first and just talk about these guys. So 21st overall, Noah Clowney, center, power forward out of Alabama. The Nets, I mean, they do like taking their centers, their big guys, Jared Allen, Nick Claxton. It's worked out pretty well for them so far. Those guys have turned into very good uh, NBA players. So hopefully Noah Clowney is the next one. He's 18 years old, turns 19 in July, so he'll be 19 by the time the year starts next year. And that was pretty big with the Nets. It was like, are they going to take these developmental guys that are like high ceiling players, or are they going to take more of the uh, guys that can throw in the lineup in their rookie year and expect results? Two of these picks were higher ceiling guys. The first two picks, Jalen Wilson's 22 years old, championship pedigree at Kansas. Like, he's more of a developed player, obviously. So two of the picks were high upside. Jalen Wilson, he's, you know, more mature, developed. He might be ready sooner than, uh, than these guys are. Anyway, 6'10 for Noah Clowney, 7'2 wingspan. He's a capable shooter. Not great, but capable smooth looking jumper I think with the right coaching hopefully he becomes more consistent shot 28% from three last year which ironically I think was the same percent that Nick Claxton shot at Georgia so take that for what you will and we know Nick Claxton when Kenny Atkinson was the coach here was taking jump shots but once Steve Nash and that regime came in Nick Claxton, I guess, was not allowed to shoot anymore. He became more of that pick and roll, you know, run to the basket type guy, alley-oops, all that. He's kind of expanding his game now, Claxton, but hopefully next year he does take more shots and hopefully it goes in consistently. A lot of chase down blocks for Noah Clown, uh, Clowney. He can be a pretty good off-ball defender. I don't think it'll be Claxton level, but I do think he can be a good off-ball defender, uh, on-ball defender as well. Um, I don't think the defensive upside's as good as Claxton once again, but he's one of the better defenders in the NBA, so that's not a shot at him. But I do think Claxton has a bit more tools. But for Clowney, I think the offensive upside's a bit more. I think Claxton's defensive upside's more. Noah Clowney's offensive upside can be more because of that jump shot. Clowney, you know, doesn't seem like the most ridiculous athlete. I think, you know, his vertical wasn't what I was expecting it to be during the highlights. I don't know what his combine numbers were and whatnot, but... I expected more explosiveness. Definitely has more explosiveness than Dayron Sharp. He's not the best, like, you know, getting off the floor, in my opinion. But he is a switchable defender. I do like that about him. Probably needs to add more weight, muscle, okay, but 18 years old once again. So I don't think he'll play that much next year. It depends, once again, what the direction of this team's going to be. It seems like since they turned down the third overall pick in Anthony Simons for Mikkel Bridges, they still want to compete at least a little bit right now. Like it, they might be in a, a year where they might try to be mediocre and have another six, seven, eight C type year, but 
maybe Noah Clowney plays next year a little bit. I don't expect it to be that much, but I would not rule it out completely. But once again, these guys are very young, so you want them to develop. It doesn't make sense to keep them on the bench. So, you know, maybe they'll play some G League games. I don't know. Uh, 22nd overall, Derek Whitehead, guard slash forward, 6'7 out of Duke. He's 6'7 to 20. Definitely has a lot of athleticism, explosiveness. Um, did have two foot surgeries. Of course, one of those was performed by the Nets doctor, and that definitely can help them make this pick with confidence. I mean, I'm sure if your doctor, if your team doctor's uh, doing the surgery, it does help you a bit with the uh, confidence in making this pick. So before the injuries, he was supposed to be like one of the better players in this draft. You can see by the tweet on the screen here, there was some top five potential for him in this draft up until the injuries. Kind of had a weird year at Duke last year, I believe came off the bench in some games and couldn't really find his role but I do like his game a lot 42% from three last year very good looking jump shot like it, it just looks so smooth a lot of arc on his shot like it looks like a great shot honestly so I do think he can hopefully develop some consistency with that he has had two foot procedures once again. He's from Newark, New Jersey, so that's cool. He went to some Nets games back at the Prudential Center, he mentioned, so that's awesome to hear, obviously. His brother plays in the NFL, by the way, or used to play. Tahir Whitehead, the linebacker with the uh, Lions, played for the Raiders, I think. He was a pretty solid player to late 2010s, but his brother did play in the NFL, so that was cool. He can attack the basket very well. He has these nice tomahawk dunks and things like that. So he's, you know, very good off the dribble. I think can be another switchable defender. I don't see him guarding guys that are big. I don't see him guarding fives and like, you know, those type of guys. But I think for the most part, he can probably switch one through three. That's pretty big, of course. He has that six, seven frame. That's going to help out a lot. Um, he is wearing number seven. So that's kind of weird already. Kevin Durant's number's already taken. Uh, and speaking of Durant, by the way, it's so funny. This happened last night that he was joining a space that was pretty much going after Durant, saying he's not a top five player. Like, it's the most Kevin Durant thing ever. It's so funny. But anyway, um, that's Twitter for you. But yeah, I think this Whitehead pick I like the most. I think as long as he's healthy, and we've kind of played this game before with Karis LeVert. He had the foot injury at Michigan. Um, he missed like the first half of his rookie year, I believe, came in, showed his upside. And then a couple years later, um, Karis LeVert really showed us that he belongs in the NBA and he was a pretty good player. Obviously he was a key part of the James Harden trade. Um, so Dariq Whitehead could be in that similar type situation. I think he might be ready for the season uh, opener. Hopefully um, he has been ruled out for summer league. So the Nets don't have any type of like reason to rush him they might just take their time with him and just wait until they're completely safe and show a lot of precaution I don't blame them whatsoever they don't need uh Derek Whitehead the season opener I don't think he'll play anyway so take your time make sure he's healthy once again still 18 years old no reason to rush here uh 51st overall second round pick Jalen Wilson small forward out of Kansas 6'8 225 22 years old I would say probably the most NBA-ready guy out of this group, obviously. He helped win the national championship for um, for Kansas in 2022 last year, so that was really awesome. Um, he's a guy who definitely seeks contact going to the, to the rim. Like He will throw his shoulder into you, kind of foul baits in a way, but hey, it works out, so we'll take it. Um, he's definitely a slasher. He likes to get the ball on the left wing, drive to his right hand, and, and try to find the angle. I don't know how much that will work in the NBA because guys obviously are a lot more athletic. If you try that on a, uh, a Nick Claxton or Rob Williams, whoever, these tall, lanky centers, that will get swatted to the fifth row. So he may have to develop more of a, 
you know, kind of off the dribble jump shot or face up type game or something like that. Just be a, a catch and shoot guy, really. I mean, his numbers last year shooting were 43% from the field, 33% from three, and the free throw percentage was like 79.9. So I said 80. 43, 33, and 80 was his uh, his line, I guess you can call it. So last year averaged 20 points, eight rebounds per game. That, of course, is very impressive. He's shown improvement every year. That's definitely what you want to see. Um, I think he can have a role next year. I'm trying to think, especially if they do trade Dorian Finney-Smith or Royce O'Neal, which has been speculated once again. I know the Lakers had interest in one of those guys or maybe both. Um, Royce O'Neal, I haven't heard as many rumors about him, but it seems like Dorian Finney-Smith was the guy they were trying to trade before the draft. It never happened. Um, if a trade were to still happen this offseason, which can happen, of course, Lillard, that question still remains. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, of course, can be included in one of those trades. If it's a three-team deal, Finney-Smith may go to another team. And that kind of move may open up a spot for Jalen Wilson. So right now, there's a lot of guys in front of him. DFS, Royce, Joe Harris, you know, Cam Johnson, if he's back, obviously. Mikel Bridges plays a similar uh, position. So it may be tough right now for Jalen Wilson to get minutes. But if guys do get traded, obviously, I could see a path for him to get playing time. Um, so anyway... I don't want to give a draft grade and stuff like that. It's like whatever. So, you know, you had two guys, once again, high upside, high potential. Um, Noah Clowney, I mean, I do like the upside. I like the the fact that he can be a guy who hopefully one day is a stretch five. This team can use that so, so badly. Um, a guy that can be a switchable defender. We've seen how important um, Al Horford's been for the Celtics' success the past couple years as a guy who can knock down the corner three, a guy that can switch on defense. That's been huge for the Celtics the past couple years. So if Noah Clowney can turn into that type of player, I would take that any day of the week. Uh, Dariq Whitehead, probably has the highest ceiling in this group i think he has the most explosiveness probably has the best looking jump shot um was probably the best prospect at one point up until the foot injuries so as long as he comes back healthy which i get's a big if foot injuries are not fun when you talk about basketball um so hopefully as long as he's healthy he'll be a great draft pick we'll have to wait and see how that goes uh jalen wilson once again i think you kind of know what you're getting here but once again i do like the championship pedigree i do like the fact that he's like a hard-nosed player likes to go after guys going to the rim um he's gotten better every year once again nba ready body that stuff's gonna help so jalen wilson might find a spot in the rotation at some point next year especially if injuries happen especially if guys get traded in front of him once again you know joe harris royce o'neill dorian finney smith we'll see what happens with those guys so yeah i mean look some fans hated this draft some fans really loved this draft you kind of get a mixture of that every year i get there were some other prospects we wanted to trade up for it didn't happen did not come to fruition um you know i wasn't sure what was going to happen there was a lot of rumors about the nets trading up but it didn't happen so they stayed at 21 22 made their picks and look, I know Sean Marks has been pretty trashed the past few years, right? But when he was picking in the 20s early in his Nets tenure, taking guys like Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and even Nick Claxton in the early second round, he has shown us that, yeah, he can find players at this point in the draft. So I think right now, I'm not saying you have to trust Sean Marks in general, but for these draft picks, at least, I think he's shown us enough here with those three players that, hey, like he can find value late in the draft. I'm not that late, but like late first round, early second round. He could find those guys, and hopefully that continues here um, with Dariq Whitehead, Noah Clowney, and Jalen Wilson. Um, there was a report that the Nets turned down Anthony Simons and the number three pick for Mikel Bridges, which, look, as, as much as I love Mikel Bridges, 
If I was Sean Marks, that would have been tough to say no to. I mean, especially with Brandon Miller going second overall, you could have had a chance with Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson and really kind of restart this franchise and have these guys as well on your team and Clowney, Whitehead, Wilson. Um, that would have been very intriguing. But the Nets have said time after time, they've, they've stayed consistent with this. They are going to build this team around Mikel Bridges. They're going to make him the guy, see how far it goes. I don't think that's a recipe for a championship team, obviously, but they're still one big piece away. Um, that could be Damian Lillard or some other surprise guy down the line. If the Lillard trade does not happen or he goes to Miami or something, the Nets will definitely have a plan B at some point, but um, they may wait a bit. You know, I'm sure a guy like I've always mentioned, like Giannis or, or Luca, someone like that, might come up in the future, and the Nets might be in a better spot than most teams to trade for a guy like that if they stack up their assets. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, if, if Dame goes to Miami, I don't want the Nets to be like, oh, crap, we got to trade for Zach Levine. Or, you know, I like Zach Levine, but, like, he's not Damian Lillard. Um, or just trade for someone like that. I, I like DeJounte Murray, but, like, once again, is that going to win you a championship? I mean, probably not. So um, we'll see what happens, though. It, it's going to be interesting the rest of this offseason. The Lillard stuff has to, you know, the dust has to settle. Either he stays there with those young guys and tries to be a mentor and continue to put up his, you know, all NBA teams and his, uh, you know, all-star game counts and whatnot, his personal stats. Because obviously Portland's a couple a couple years away from competing, and Dame's going to be 33 next year. So he has a question to ask himself. Is it worth sticking this out? And, you know, Dame, his it's weird with him because his number one thing is not chasing a championship. It's really weird. Like, you'll hear reports saying he wants them to trade the number three pick for an established player. But there's also quotes that Dame is not like obsessed with ch uh, chasing a championship like at least with James Harden like when he was here the thing with James Harden was well he's the one guy in this big three without a championship he really wants that ring with Lillard it's like yeah like you know it'd be nice to win a championship and compete but like it's not the be all end all and it's like uh, I don't know what to think so you hear like kind of conflicting stuff about that it's kind of weird but whatever um what's next on this list here so yeah Damian Lillard he wants to give the team like a week or so to see what type of moves they make um I still think we're kind of far away from the solution here with this entire thing um if Lillard does request out obviously Miami and Brooklyn will be the top teams involved um there were I don't know if it was speculation or an actual report that the Blazers would not really be fans of the Tyler Hero contract he's on like a pretty big 120 million dollar contract or so um I think the Blazers do want to seek more expiring contracts, and I think Hero is pretty early in his contract. I'll look it up real quickly. But um, that can, you know, bode well for the Nets, especially if you're a fan who wants Damian Lillard. So uh, Tyler Hero's contract, yeah, four years, $120 million, has not started yet. So he's on the first year of that. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. If the Blazers don't want that contract, Tyler Hero thing might not happen. But Hero's 23 years old. Maybe they want that youth. I have no idea. But I do think Hero's been injured the past couple of years anyway. Has missed a lot of playoff games, as we know. So that's going to be interesting. What direction do the Blazers want to go in? What direction does Damian Lillard want to go into? Um, <clears throat> for uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal, as I said, they have been in trade talks, but I don't know if they're going to be traded now. Like, I, I can see a scenario where the Nets say, hey, like, we have enough wings on this team. Let's just trade Dorian Finney-Smith or Royce O'Neal for a first rounder next year because the Nets right now don't have a first round pick next year. So they can trade one of those guys and try to get a draft pick and just get themselves involved in the draft next year. I could see that happening, especially like 
you know, they might keep them in the first half of the year, but if the Nets are not in a great spot standings-wise and, like, Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith, like, they're going to be guys that are going to be valued by teams competing for a title. And the Nets may trade those guys at the deadline next year in February for a first-round pick or so, hopefully more. But, yeah, I could see that happening as well. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, nothing new with the Lillard stuff. You know, all we know is that, hey, they took Scoot Henderson and, like, you know, the report was Dame was going to ask for a trade if that happened. So far, it hasn't happened. Maybe it happens a few days from now. Could happen tomorrow. Could happen later today. I have no idea. But if that happens, we'll make a podcast about it. Um, So what's the Nets' plan going forward? That's the big thing here. What is the Nets' plan going forward? Um, It's weird because even the draft, it gives you conflicting reports of like, okay, well, we're going to take two guys with very high ceilings that are 18 years old and take one guy who's 22. So there's not much consistency there either. Um, I think the Nets plan right now is just to stay, stay above water, I guess would be the best way to put it. Like they don't want to go all in right now unless it's for Damian Lillard. All right. I still think if Lillard asks for a trade, the Nets will definitely send that intriguing package to Portland and, and Portland obviously can say yes or no, but it seems like right now the Nets are not a fan of tanking. That's not going to happen. And they're not a fan right now of making like a dumb trade to trade for a guy who you know, it was like borderline star or something like that and trade a bunch of picks for that guy. That's not going to happen either. So it seems like right now they're fine with just treading water, staying above water, and I guess kind of staying above average or mediocre, however you want to say it. And I don't love that as a fan. I mean, you can do it for a year and like, okay, just kind of see where things, you know, go around the NBA and just see what the big picture looks like after this year. But you know, right now, as it stands, the Nets are a 40 to 45 win team, and it could be less if guys get hurt. So, you know, I mean, it's okay. You have a chance to make the, uh, you know, the six seed, seven seed, eight seed. It's all right. You're going to be competitive, but not competitive for a championship. And that's, that's the sad part. But, you know, if the Nets do make a move for a star and, and get Lillard, I mean, yeah, that can all change. But let's say it doesn't happen. Um, this team's direction's a bit odd right now. And they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, still have Joe Harris, they still have Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal, a bunch of guys that were speculated to be traded. So if those guys remain here next year, it'll be a bit unexpected, but we're kind of treading in that direction right now unless a star does ask out. And so far, aside from Lillard, um, there's not many like rumors about that happening. There's been some crazy trades so far this offseason with Bradley Beal going to the Suns and Chris Paul going to the Wizards, then to the Warriors and Jordan Poole going to the Wizards. There's been some wild trades out there, but so far the Nets have not been too involved. Um, free agency hopefully will tell us a lot. I don't know what the Nets are going to do in that situation. I mean, there's definitely a need on this team still for a veteran ball handler. It doesn't have to be a veteran. Like I always thought Tyus Jones would have been perfect for this team. He went to the Wizards recently in the uh, trade that sent Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies and uh, Porzingis to the Celtics. That was another big trade, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that would have been nice. Maybe the Nets can get Tyus Jones from the Wizards. I have no idea if they're going to shop him or not, but that'd be a guy I'm definitely interested in. So we'll see what happens there. But Nets definitely need a ball handler. Um, and I think like a bigger center. Like I know we tried the Andre Drummond thing. It didn't work out to perfection, obviously. He had an awful playoff series versus Boston in 2022. But just a bigger center like that. Like we have, we're still missing that. We have Claxton. We have Clowney. Two guys that are, you know, pretty skinny. I mean, Claxton has put on muscle. I've seen pictures of him recently. He has put on muscle. That's good. But 
still two guys that are more of like the skinny type centers. Dayron Sharp, I mean, yeah, he's a bit thicker than those guys, but he's 6'8". He's not like a 7-foot guy. Like I want like a 6'11", 7-foot center who's 270, 280 and, and can, you know, be put in the lineup to just kind of you know, try to help stop Joel Embiid or someone like that. Like, we don't have that type of guy. And I want a guy who's very good at rebounding. And the Nets, you know, have not been that great at rebounding the past, you know, long time. It's been a while. So I know last year there were a lot of games where they got out-rebounded like crazy. Um, Even like 2021, I think. Like, they put up so many points that year, it didn't really matter. But their center was like Blake Griffin. And DeAndre Jordan in the playoffs was catching DMPs, so he wasn't there either. Um, who the hell was their backup center that year in the Bucks series? They had Blake Griffin. I'm trying to think. I don't even know who it was. It couldn't have been that good. But, yeah, so it's a weird situation. But we'll find out what happens with this team going forward. Still, the next month or so will tell us a lot. So I will make updates when that happens, and hopefully we'll get some Damian Lillard news coming up soon. Even if he is going to stay in Portland, I just want to know. Like, it's just annoying speculating at this point, talking about it every time. Like, I just want to know. So hopefully next time I talk to you guys, we have an answer. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Leave in the comments, how did you like this Nets draft? What direction do you think they're going in right now? And I'll talk to you guys next time.